You're listening to the Melrose Place podcast where we rewatch, recap, and analyze every episode of the hit 90s TV series Melrose Place. I'm Dan Hill. And I'm Jenny Hill. Let's get started, Allison. <laughs> Episode number 19, Single White Sister Jenny. Bow, 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 bow. Who could they be talking about? I don't know. I mean, does Jane have a sister that might be rearing her, I won't say ugly head, but what is she coming rearing to Rearing her see? sweet little kid sister head? Uh, <laughs> maybe. It's true. We got Sydney Andrews, guys. Played by Laura Layton in this episode. Air date, January 6th, 1993. Happy New Year. Yeah. Fresh off the New Year. Thank God. Another great episode. Agreed. So we open. Jake and Joe are at the beach and Joe is taking some photos of seagulls. However, whenever she pushes the camera, like whenever she takes a photo, it's always when it's like blurry seagulls flying away. Yeah, she takes pretty shitty photos. Like we're seeing her work up up close and personal and it's really nothing to write home about. It's not good, guys. If she had any kind of job in New York, she was fired. (laughs) That's why she's out in L.A. now. So she's snapping pics. Then uh, Jake's like, how long do we have to freaking be here? And she's like, oh, let me take some pictures of you. And then they start wrestling around on the beach. Yeah, and as they do, just, you know, getting all lovey-dovey. And Jake finds a book of poetry that Joe has. And, you know, Jake kind of makes fun of it. And Joe's like, oh, but I love my poems. And they end up writing. Did she say that? I don't know. (laughs) I am paraphrasing. I didn't take really good notes today, guys. I love my poems. I love them. And then he, of course, has his motorcycle on the beach. Yeah, I made a note of that, too. How did he get his motorcycle right on the beach? And you can't I mean, do that. Don't you have like have to have special tires to go on the beach, too? You just, you're not allowed to have a vehicle on the beach unless you're, like, emergency. Jake breaks the rules, okay? We know yeah. this. But then Joe gets to kind of give him a little taste of his own medicine because she's like, oh, this is kind of like a little girl bike. Don't you have a Harley? Yeah, and then he's, he's like, whatever. Get yeah. on the back of my bike, Get on the back bitch. of my bike, bitch. Let's ride into the sunset. <laughs> so now we cut to um, Jane and Michael's house or apartment. Um, Jane takes a call in bed and... Damn it. Every time we see Michael and Jane, they're in bed, and Mancini's like, what? Huh? What's going on? What's the deal? It's like every time. I love your Mancini. They got to wake him up every time. It's like, Jane, who's that on the phone, please? <laughs> and, he, and it ends what up being. What the hell's being... going on here? 
Sydney. It's Sydney Andrews. Jake's, oh, no, Jane's kid sister. And she has just flown in. She's at LAX. And she asked Jane to come pick her up right now because she's here for an impromptu weekend visit. Yeah, a long weekend. Michael is not happy. He's like, well, Jane, you know, she should have called first. She did, Michael, right now from the airport. And then he's just like, well, fuck everything. <laughs> Dan, I, like, Michael has a right to be very upset here. Well, I can only think of you because you would have been, like, livid Mm-mm. if this situation happened. I'd be like, Jenny, nope. Who was coming? They needed to call ahead, like, several weeks. I have to get in the right mindset. I feel for you, Mancine. Well, speaking of characters laying in bed, we go over to Rhonda and Terrence. Oh. And this was cringeworthy, guys. Guys, this was up against um, (laughs) Allison and Keith. (laughs) Allison and Keith cringeworthy, like, do you have protection? Have you been tested? This was (laughs) so gross. This scene. (laughs) Well, um, Rhonda and Terrence are in bed and they're kind of fooling around and um, kind of playfully flirting with each other. And Rhonda's got to get ready for work. And I can't even talk about it. (laughs) I'm going to puke. Shut up. Why do you hate Rhonda so much? I don't know. She's... Terrence is so hairy in this scene. Yeah, I thought that too. He has so much hair on him. It's very Maybe this is a 90s moment. But Terrence, <laughs> Terrence is like, oh, come on, baby. <laughs> oh, Rhonda, I need you, honey. He does this weird voice. What? When he was like, when he said something really weird, He's he like, was like, you going to come to dinner tomorrow? I need something to sustain me through these long hours, baby. Uh, and he's like, she's like, I got cardio funk. He's like, you shouldn't be teaching cardio funk. <laughs> this, I was like, Jenny, get this off my television. <laughs> I, I couldn't do it. I, oh, man. So, okay, this establishes that they're going to be going to dinner to one of Terrence's very uppity friends' houses. And um, that they, I guess Terrence has told Rhonda that they're pretty, like, upper class. And he's asking Rhonda what she's going to wear. And she's like, I don't know if I have anything fancy enough for these people the way that you talk about them. Oh, yeah, and he's like, remember that dress you saw in Beverly Hills? I'm going to put you in that. I'm going to put you right in that, baby. (laughs) And she's like, Terrence, don't buy me that dress. God damn it. Don't you do it. (laughs) I can't even collect myself right now. Oh, man. So we're going to cut to Jane. She's in in the drop top Jeep. She's picking up kid sis. Feet are on the on the dashboard. Yeah, Sydney loves putting her feet up on yeah, any kind of. She's just chain smoking through through the ride. It's something you do not do anymore. I'll tell you what. I mean, in watching this these old series and stuff way back when when we first watched them, I was really alarmed at how young 
Sydney is. Yeah, Sydney. Like, like she look, is like a kid sister. Yeah, looking back, I'm like, yo, there's a very big separation of like maturity. Yeah, she's and, like a little baby. Yeah. And she, like Dan said, chain smoking. She's uh, says that she's visiting from college and she's just coming for a little bit. And uh, Jane's like, well, Michael's going to take you to lunch today. And she's like, oh, well, Michael hates me, Jane. Yeah, not for long. And she's like, look, one thing, though, just don't smoke in the apartment when you're here, okay? And Jane and uh, Sydney, like, sort of rolls her eyes like, whatever. Yeah. But this is a big deal. You smoke in somebody's house now? Uh-uh. 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 They'd be like, what is wrong with you? What is the matter with you? Get out. Yeah. So Michael takes Sydney to Bikini Burger. Right. Where Matt spills hamburgers on people. Yeah. And um, he's asking her how school's going. Is it better than the last one? It seems as though Sydney has gone through a bunch of different schools, gone to, dropped out of a bunch of them, started at a lot of them. And They're sort of setting up that she's kind of rough around the edges, sort of riffraff and whim- whimsical. Yeah. And they're talking a little bit about their differences. And um, Sydney makes a comment that, like, well, you and Jane are so perfect. And then Michael's like, well, actually, I have a little bit of a temper. And it's like, oh, that is an understatement. Yeah, it sure does. Like, when we're going to be seeing some of these future episodes, like, yeah, that temper comes out. So it's like, maybe, maybe that was a choice. Like, for all these episodes, we're going to make Michael, like, be sleepy. <laughs> and then, then when we flip the switch, he's just going to be We're going to wake the dragon. Hardcore. He's always going to be up. Who knows? So, um, Sydney says that her parents always used to call Jane Perfy, short for perfect. Worst nickname ever. Yeah. Hi, Perfy. What's up, Perf? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Perfy, can I borrow your lipstick? And Michael's hair in this looks like a wig. Does it? it really it's looks, very feathered. I just want to tug on it. It's like... <laughs> and the the part, he has this part going, it's so rigid. It's so like jagged. Looks like a Muppet's hair. It's weird. I don't know, guys. What do you think? Tweet at us. Let me know. Hit me on the grams. <laughs> Tell me about Michael's hair. Okay, so you had a D&D, and Allison is working the front desk, and her boss comes up to her and says, don't say I didn't do anything for you, and hands her an envelope. And in that envelope... Invitation to the Ad Association Ball! Yeah, so she's getting invited to this advertising association ball that she's like, wow, I thought only that the VIPs and the directors got invited to this. And she's like, yeah, they do, but I pulled some strings so you could go. My receptionist. Yeah, she's like, "Um, can I get another ticket for my, my receptionist? She picks up calls. Remember? She did that whole tan, the tan thing. Yeah. So, um, she's like, okay, so who are you going to bring? And Allison's like, ooh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Danny Baker in accounting. In accounting. Ooh. And, uh, so she goes over to Danny Baker's office, knocks on his door. Now, talk about hair. Dude, he it's was, like a feathered mullet. Like I said, the 90s was the time to be ugly on television. But, 
Allison really digs this guy. She likes him. And uh, her boss is like, well, why don't you just go ask him out? Go ask him to the ball. I mean, you don't have a date. You're not seeing anybody. Good as time as any. Just go on over to his office and see if he wants to come. And you know what? I thought for sure she would be like, Ooh, I don't want to date anyone else in the office after... <laughs> that weird guy that tried after, to steal all my ideas? Yeah, after the I last I don't even guy. remember his name. Oh, trivia. Can you get his name? Oh. Uh, Duckworth or something? Dansworth. Dansworth. Yeah. Yeah! Dansworth. Young Dansworth. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, and then so so Dan Baker is like... Ooh, Al, um, yeah. Uh, no, first. Someone else invited me. For, no, first she goes in, he's like, uh, hi, you got a message for me? And she's like, um, no, actually I don't. Uh, you see, um, the reason I'm here is, uh, listen, I'm going to this ball and I wanted to see if maybe you would, uh, want to come with me. And he's like, oh, wow. I'm really flattered. Thank you so much. But I'm already going with Kendra. So it's very sweet. Uh, I'm very flattered. Thanks a lot, Eleanor. And Allison is like... uh, She takes it on the chin. She just shuts the door. She's like, all right, cool. If if I was in that situation, I would be like, it's Dan. And then leave. It's Allison. Yeah, would you just let that ride? No, I'd tell him my name. Yeah. Well, anyway, we're back to Michael and Sydney, and they're actually getting along. Right. Because, because uh, Michael's under the impression that Sydney will be gone in a week. Yeah, that's right. So Jane and Michael are chatting, and uh, Michael's like, look, Sydney's pretty jealous of you. It sounds like your parents played favorites, and um, she even gave you that nickname, Perfy. And she was, and Jane's like, look, she she gave me that nickname. My parents didn't give me the nickname, right? And then she walks out over into the living room where um, Sydney is going to be staying the night, and they kind of have a little heart to heart. And she's like, look, um, Jane, if I tell you something, do you promise not to tell mom and dad? And she's like, yeah. What is it? That's how it always goes with siblings, too. It's like, you promise you won't tell anybody? Don't, don't tell the parents. All right, I'll tell you, but you can't tell anybody. So she says, look, I dropped out of college. I'm not just here on a long weekend. And I want to know, can I stay with you guys? I, I don't know how long I'm going to be here, but just until I get on my feet. And Jane's like, sure, stay as long as you like. And she also cites that like she had no friends and that all the sororities are all filled up. Oh, boo-hoo. So now there's no shot at me finding friends in college. Can't do it without a sorority. So Sid wants to stay, and of course Jane's like, all right, you can stay. So we are back at Allison and Billy's place, and Allison is recounting the exchange with Danny Baker and how he called her Eleanor and how she just can't go back to work because now she's the joke of the week. Right. And then overbearing Billy's like, here, drink your juice. (laughs) And gave her some juice. And she's like, well, what do I do? What are you doing this weekend? I don't have a date for this ball and I can't go without somebody on my arm. Right. So uh, Billy, he cooks up this idea to have Allison himself and his buddy go out on a on a like a meet 
a meet and greet for, for drinks. Right, because Billy has a seminar that he's taking over the weekend, so he's not available. But he thinks that Allison might hit it off with his friend Tom and says, well, maybe, you know, if things go well with drinks, you guys could go to this ball together this weekend. And if we all know Billy, we know that half of this shit is true. The other half is a bunch of stuff Allison's going to be pissed off about. I was just surprised that he actually had a friend. Oh, yeah. I was like, what? It's true. Billy, Tom? What, who's Tom? It's, Tom's probably the guy who grabs Billy's arm in the, in the opening in the, Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, so we go to the um, vestibule of Melrose Place where the mailboxes are. And um, Joe is scraping her name off of the mailbox. And Jake kind of creeps up on her and is like, what are you doing? And why are you taking your name off there? And she's like, oh, look, I just don't want people to find me. And Joe tells Jake that she received a letter from her husband. And she doesn't know how her husband found out where she lives. And, um, and what Jake takes the envelope and writes, address the unknown, and puts it right back in the mailbox. Right. And then he tells Joe, like, hey. I want you to come to the shop. Got a little surprise for you. And she's like, oh, no thanks. Be there at noon. Bye. Yeah, and that's it. Like, okay, so Jake's word just overrides whatever she had going on. Right. So Jane is getting ready for work, and Sydney wants to go with Jane to see what her job is all about. And Sydney is such like a little lap dog in like this a little, episode. She's like a little baby. Like, oh, can I, go to, can I go to your work? And Jane's like, no. She's like... Okay, well, I'll just paddle along with Michael at the hospital. It's like, what? And then Jane's like, actually, um, no, you can come to my work. Come on down. Yeah, Michael gives him this look like, oh, hell no. <laughs> she can, huh, Jane, what? No, there's no way. I'll take your sister. Uh-uh. <laughs> So um, they decide that she will accompany Jane to work today, but only for a little while. And then she's going to do some sightseeing in the area after she spent a little bit of time at her work. Right. Now we go to Jake's shop. Jake uh, walks in, shows Joe this brand new shiny red motorcycle. And he's like, check it out. This is my new bike. And it's a Harley, just like she suggested. And she's like, wow, very cool. Okay. Thanks for showing me. But then he says, no, Joe, I'm going to show you your surprise now. And he brings her back further into the shop and rips off this, like, sheet off of this motorcycle. And just when he does so... All the extras in the (laughs) shot, they start clapping as if to, like, be, like, trolling Jake. And it was the most staged. Very odd blocking. (laughs) So strange. Jake turns around. He's like, okay, guys, knock it off. Knock it off. And he says, Joe, this bike is for you. And Joe is very taken aback. She's like, wow, um, I can't accept this. I mean, this was a very sweet thought, but this is too much. And I'm just not going to take it. And I got to say... After the whole Christmas thing, the whole Christmas episode where they're all kissy face, I thought we were through this type of cat and mouse <gasps> bullshit of being hot and cold and like she's pushing him away now and he's like, come on, I'm okay. going to do this for you. How long has she lived there? Maybe, I mean, a few weeks tops. 
And this guy's trying to give her a motorcycle. But he does actually, to his credit... They're making out. He does say, he's like, look, we can figure out a payment plan when you can get on your feet. Like, you can totally pay me back for it. And she's just like, no, I, I'm not interested. Yeah. So... We go back to Jane's work, and she's doing some sketches, and Sydney is um, just like kind of peering over her shoulder, and Kay Beacon comes over, and um, Kay, and Sydney asks Kay if she can kind of hand, hang out a little bit, and Kay seems to take a shine to her right away. She comments on her cool belt. and Yeah, her shitty belt. I thought that belt was pretty awesome. It's like a silvery belt, and... Kay's like a like, silver bejeweled blinged out belt. Yeah, Kay's like, oh, who and who are you? He's like, oh, yeah. oh sorry, this is my sister. She won't be in our way. And she's like, hmm, yeah, well, you can stay as long as I can wear your belt for lunch. What? <laughs> your, the fuck? Your impressions are dead on right mm, now. Well. <laughs> Because that's exactly how KB can talk. Welcome to my shop. I am a designer. I'm a designer. Oh, only if I can wear that belt to lunch. Right. Oh, and kid, you can stick around if you want. Here's a couple bucks. Go get me some magazines. Yeah, she's like, I take the Times, I take the Post, and I take the Digest. The chop chop, little fucking jerk. <laughs> Now, now, Jane's getting a little salty, and yeah, you I can think tell. Right, rightfully so. You know, you start at a new place, then you have kid sister following you, and then she's sucking ass to your boss. It's like, and okay. your boss is like reciprocating, especially since we saw how Jane and Kay Beacon, like how their relationship started yeah. off. It was very rocky. They're like hitting it off. I, I mean, if if I had a little brother, well, I have a if if, if Michael. Like, came up to my work, which he works with me. So. Yeah, I was like, he does. But I'm like, if he immediately was just, like, kissing ass all over the place, I'd be like, all right, Michael. I'd take him aside and be like, hey, relax. Calm it down. Cool it. <laughs> cool your jets. We're going to get through this, but you need to be a little more quiet. So, it's later in the day, and we're back at Jane and Michael's apartment, and Sydney is there, and she has this necklace that Kay gave her, and she is just enamored with the whole experience. She loved being there at the Fashion Design Center, or whatever it yeah, is. It's, it's, this was literally like, bring your child to work day, and she's like, oh my god, I loved it. I just <laughs> loved being there. It was so great, Michael. You would never believe it. And, right. And uh, the phone rings, and it's Jane and Sydney's mother. And Jane, by the looks of it, and she's being coached up by Sydney. Yeah, so Sydney's just looking at her, giving her that, no, 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 don't tell him I'm here, don't tell him I'm here, don't tell him I'm here. And then Jane totally covers for Sydney and is like, oh, you're looking for Sydney? Well, um,. I thought that she said she was going to one of her friends' places at a different college for winter carnival. And that's when Michael shoots her this look. Stank eye. That's like, oh, you're lying to your parents? So, Dan, I want you to help mansplain Mancini. Are we mansplaining right now? So, yeah, can give a little backstory on this. Okay. So, basically... We're going to mansplain this as Mancini. 
And this was suggested by one of our um, awesome listeners. Tommy. Tommy F. What's up, bro? This is for you. Mansplaining with Mancini. So, Jane, I, uh, I don't like the way you lie to your mom. One, because you're a bad wife and you're a liar. How can anybody ever trust you, Jane? I'm going to go to sleep. This is awful. <laughs> your Michael just morphed into Trump. <laughs> he is. He's kind of Trump-like. He's a little Trump. He doesn't take any bullshit. Well, Trump takes a lot of bullshit. Anywho, Mancini, you know, this this sets up uh, a reason for Michael to begin having affairs. Like, he is seeing Jane as now a liar. She's, she's introduced lying to the relationship. And he now sees that level. So he is now more inclined to be like, well, you know what? She can't have babies. I'm out here saving babies with a very pretty Kimberly. And I'm telling people that they've been murdered. Telling parents that their kids have been murdered. Oh, my gosh. And I have no support. No support at home. She brought a dog into the house that peed all over my doctor bag. It's not good. Well, we will see. Well, that's kind of turned into Obama at the end. It's not good. It's definitely not good. We'll definitely see how this pans out. So we are over at Rhonda's apartment and Matt is visiting. And um, there are just gifts everywhere. Arrangements of flowers are everywhere. And um, Rhonda is opening a box that has this beautiful dress in it. And Matt is kind of ooing and eyeing at it. She's like, yeah, this is a dress that I saw in a window in Beverly Hills and Terrence decided to buy it for me. And he's like, wow, you don't sound too enthused about it. And she's like, yeah, well, I mean, I feel like I'm getting allergic to roses and with all the dresses and the nightgowns and the trips to Aspen and going to the symphony and all these things. I'm just feeling like he's smothering me, Matt. She's like, she's like I'm getting overly flattered, y'all. <laughs> and she says, it's kind of terrifying. And then Matt says my favorite line, Rhonda, if it isn't terrifying, it wouldn't be love. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm glad Matt made his way into the episode yeah, somehow. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> Good job, buddy. That's it for him. So we're back over with Jane and Sydney. And Sydney is thanking Jane for what she did on the phone today. She says, I know it's hard for you to lie to mom and dad. And then um, Jane takes a little jab and is like, oh, wow. Did you find it hard when you lied to them your entire childhood? Ouch. And she's like, "Uh, nope, not really. But then they kind of... Get little, they get snuggled up in the little um, couch, pull out couch in the living room where Sydney is sleeping, and they're going over this old memory that they used to have when they went down to the lake, and when Jane told Sydney that there was a woman who drowned in the lake, and then her ghost would come into the house and haunt them. Yeah, what the fuck? And Some creepy like, ass shit, drip, Jane. Drip, drip. Oh, I'm coming to get you. <laughs> and then she like tickle fights her they and like, do. still scares her. And then yeah, this is when I was like, wow, she's such a little baby. Little Sydney is like such a little kid. And so they have a nice little moment together and um and she says, You know what? 
Jane, I feel like I look at you and Michael and I see that you guys have a direction and you're so happy and I feel like I need to get a direction and I kind of feel like I found it. I want to be a fashion designer. And Jane's face is like, seriously, get out of my shadow. And she was like, look, you've been here for one day. And now you're going to be a fashion designer. Like, you need to go back to college. You need to really give, like, a, a real life a shot. Like, you you don't know anything about fashion design. Yeah, you have one cool belt that <laughs> can't be liked. <laughs> and, um, and Sydney's like, look, I'm not going to quit. I'm here, Jane. I'm here to stay. And Jane is just not happy with this news. Nope. So, we cut to the next scene. Sydney shows up back at K-Beacon in this, like, weird red beret kind of outfit. And uh, she's bring, she brings donuts into work. And you'd think K-Beacon, being the high fashion snob that she is, would scoff at donuts and not even look at them because they would ruin her girlish figure. But as soon as they're put down right. on the table... Kay's like, ooh, donuts? I'll have three. Chocolate's my favorite. Thanks for the donuts, gal. <laughs> now get me the paper again. And then Jane just looks at Sydney and is like, don't think you have a job here, okay? She's like, okay, fine. I'm just getting donuts. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so now we cut to Joe. Uh, Joe, and I got a note here that Joe is now in the vest game. There are so many. If we counted the she the number of vests that were happening in this episode. It didn't take her long. Joe, you used to dress sexy. You used to have the cut off sweaters with the, the cold shoulders. With the shoulders showing. And no, Dan, she wears multiple vests every episode. Yeah, but this was very, this was out of Allison's closet. <laughs> mom jeans and the vests. Not in a little much. Yeah. Come on, come on, Joe. Um, so uh, Joe's like, "Hey, Jake, want to come take a look at these pictures?" Pass. <laughs> Jake says he's a, that's a hard pass on that because she dissed him at the bike shop, and and Joe's trying to make up, and she's like, "Look, Jake, it's just too much pressure. Like, I couldn't accept something that big from you. It just feels like it's too much." And Joe, uh, Jake is just really frustrated. And is like, "Look, I'm not your husband, okay? I'm not gonna lord it over you. I wanted to do something nice for you, and that made me feel nice. And if you don't want it, you don't want it. Fine." Yeah. Jake, I need you to go back to, like, not giving a fuck and, like, just just banging chicks, man. Oh, man. Handle biz. Anyway, so we go to Shooters! Shooters! Woo! Allison, Billy, and Tom are on a triple date. Um, And, of course, it's not how Billy presented it. Tom is already like, hey, let's get dinner. And Allison has this eye roll, like, we're only supposed to be doing drinks. And then Billy's like, yeah, sure, why not? We'll have some dinner. And uh, 
Uh, and then basically Allison and this guy sort of hit it off. Yeah, so we find out that Tom is in law school and he's in his third year at UCLA. He's working at the DA's office. And you can tell Billy is just seething. He's looking at them. He's doing these weird movements with his hands. Very I guess hand trying movements. to show that he's like annoyed or something. And he just cannot stand the thought that Allison is getting along with his friend, Tom. And Allison always gets paired with these squares. He's like a lawyer and... Just sort of well, plain. Not that like lawyers or attorneys can't be cool, but like I don't get the allure with him. He's just a plain dude, you know. Yeah. He's just white bread plain. Yeah. So um, Billy is not having a good time, and um... and now we cut to K Beacons. It's it's late. Uh, Sydney is smoking indoors again in this place and Jane is burning the midnight oil it's dark outside she's just cutting fabric and working on the designs or designs as she says and Sid's like hey Jane come on you coming to this party she's like everybody's outside and we're going to this really hot club called flaming colossus it's gonna be awesome everyone's waiting and she's like look I am not on vacation right now, Sydney. This is my job, and I have this design that is due to K tomorrow, and I have to get it done. I can't go out partying with you guys. I don't know about you, but if you get invited to a place called Flaming Colossus, you go. You, you gotta go. You you must go to that place. Well, 100%. Hey, I'm with you on this, but then... Kay comes in and is like, Sid, come on, we're about ready to leave. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, the boss is wanting Sydney to go with her, like, personally. Well, come on, Sid, we're going to Flaming Colossus. Grab your beret <laughs> and get your donuts and let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Jane, back to work. <laughs> So we're back at Shooters, and again, Allison, Tom, Allison, and Tom are really hitting it off. And um, she laughs, and Tom looks at her and goes, "Wow, your eyes really sparkle when you laugh." And Billy's like, "Okay, um, yeah, don't don't you guys have to be somewhere and in then, the morning?" And then all the, yeah, and they're like, uh, "Yeah, well, um, actually, I wanted to ask you, Tom. I have this ticket to this." And, and Billy's like, okay. He like jumps he up. He interrupts like, her mid-sentence and is like, I left the stove on. We have to leave immediately. And you know what? That doesn't work. You know why? Because we know from Sandy's stalking episode with Paul that the, the distance between shooters and Melrose Place is a couple feet. Yeah, you could walk there and just yeah, a Billy. few snakeskin boot steps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fast paced Billy you could go if the stove really was on you could leave turn it off and get back there before they order another drink so basically Billy drags her out of shooters and Allison is really upset she's like what are you doing and Billy's like look I don't want you dating my friends now that I saw it it made me feel bad and I don't want you to do it so um, she's not very pleased and they leave shooters and they leave Tom not happy and we're cutting over to Terrence and Rhonda at a very uptight hoity-toity dinner where they're talking about Tchaikovsky. Yes. And I must say that this is the prettiest I've ever seen Rhonda. 
She looks really good. Really? I thought so. I thought she looked really beautiful. But yeah, they're at this dinner and everyone's talking about Tchaikovsky. And we're in a cultural famine right now and how the 1812 piece is so passe. And everybody that likes that just doesn't know what good music is. <laughs> <laughs> and Rhonda's like, I kind of like it, y'all. And they're like, oh, well, Rhonda, what is it that you do again? And then before Rhonda can answer, Terrence jumps in and is like, oh, she's a dancer. Oh, oh, what company are you with? Ballet? And then again, Terrence answers for her. Um, She's in between companies right now, but there's a lot of great opportunities that are opening up. And you can tell that Rhonda is really not enthused or pleased with this hostess of the party who's very judgmental. And she's like, see, it's everybody just running around from gym class to watching television. That's all it is today. And you could tell that that kind of yeah. rubbed Rhonda the wrong way. And she said, actually, I am a hip-hop aerobics instructor. I teach people how to do hip-hop and aerobics. That's what I do. And then the, the host of the party is like, Mm, see, that's what's wrong with today. She's like, my point exactly. It was so rude. Yeah, so they, um, that dinner just sucked. So now we cut to Rhonda at the end of dinner coming back to her apartment, which is upstairs, and that shouldn't be the case because she moved into a downstairs studio. Right, that's exactly what when Mancini was like, yeah, we have this studio down here, and he indicated to an apartment off screen that was on the floor level. Right. Yeah, why would you have a studio upstairs? I don't know. But Rhonda's pissed, and Tarrant T-Money... My main man walks right in and he's like, what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> and Rhonda is like, I don't like you speaking for me at dinner. I'm an aerobics instructor. And if you cannot handle that, then we shouldn't be together. And he's like, what in the world are you talking about? He's like, I know you, Rhonda. I know who you are. And that's what I love about you. I, I just, I know who you are. And she's like, well, then why are you pretending like I'm something I'm not? Yeah. And then she just grabs the door, does your typical hold it open, don't make eye contact, and beat it. Scram, Terrence. So Terrence hits the road. He's out of there. Yeah. Then we cut over to Jake's apartment, and he picks up that poetry book that he and Joe were looking at when they were on the beach, and he just starts kind of thumbing through the pages. Mm-hmm. So it's later that night, and Sydney gets back from partying. Jane's been waiting up for her, and she is not happy that she's getting home so late. Do you know what time it is, she says? And um, Sydney is just totally happy. Flaming Colossus was a huge hit. They had so much fun. She had a great conversation with Kay, and she's about to deliver some news to Jane when Jane is just basically like, you're going to ruin everything that I've been working for. You're always in my shadow. You're always trying to take away what I've worked so hard for. Get your own life. And Sydney is like, but we talked about you at the I was telling her all of this good stuff about you. Yeah, it's total crap. Doesn't end well. Total crap. So Jake then goes to Joe's apartment and... There's a knock at the door. Knock at the door. Joe opens it. I don't know what the hell's going on here. Jake. Jake recites this poem about God knows what. I Like, when I hear poetry, my... 
my mind just shuts off. That's what happens when I watch sports. Yeah. I'm it's just like, like, uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> Is this over? He recites this poem about love and being afraid to get hurt to Joe and... Joe is very impressed and has him in. And that's kind of like their way of making up. And she's like, look, I have some great shots of you at the beach. I really want to show them to you. So they're going toward the dark room, which is her bathroom. And then the phone rings. Joe goes to pick it up. And on the other end is her husband. He has found her and he knows what apartment she's in. Right. She's like, how'd you get this number? Don't ever call here again. And I thought Jake was going to steal the phone like you normally would and be like, listen up, motherfucker, I'm going to kill you. (laughs) You call this number again, and I'm going to kill you. Well, don't worry. We're probably going to get a little bit of this in upcoming episodes. Jake don't play. No, he don't. Ask Paul. So. (laughs) Ask Paul how Jake do. Jake will come to your work and fuck you up. So we're back with Allison and Billy, and Billy is apologizing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Allison. I'm sorry. Ah, Bullshit, Billy. Billy, you're at it again. And Allison's not buying it. She's just writing checks. Yes, and she's like, you know, Billy, great. So I can't date your friends, and I don't have a date to this thing. I'm just going to never talk to Tom again, and I'm not going to this ball this weekend. Thank you so much for your help. And then Billy's like, Hey, I got an idea. I'll take you to your event. (laughs) And I won't do what I was planning on doing. And I thought for sure Allison was going to be like, yeah, right. Yeah, I know. Hell no, Billy. she's going to say, um, that's not what's going to happen. It's like, way to invite yourself. And this is another one of Billy's issues. He's always like, I know what's good for you, Allison. Or like... I'm too good for you, Allison, or but I'm your best friend, Allison. All contraire. Allison was into it. It's as if that she wanted Billy to go all along, and she's like, oh, Billy, are you going to rent a tuxedo? And he's like, yeah, but I'm not going to buy you a corsage, Allison. Yeah, because I'm a child. <laughs> so they make up, and they decide that they're going to go to the ball together. Right. Now, next day, we're at K-Beacon. Kay's talking to Jane, and she's like, Will Sydney be around? Because I really need more donuts. And I'm like, damn, Kay. Take it easy. You're going to get diabetes. And Jane is like, look, I don't think Sydney is going to be coming in anymore. And then... It's like, well, that's a shame. The poor kid idolizes you. And then who shows up? Good old Sid. And Sid walks in, she's got donuts in hand, ready for Kay, and she was like, oh, I was trying to tell you the great news last night, Jane, before you pulled a mom and dad on me, but Kay hired me as her personal assistant. Isn't that great? Dude, shit goes down. That's why you go to Colossus. You go to the Flaming Colossus, because that's where shit goes down. Yeah, like decisions get made in the club. In the Colossus. (laughs) So, to say the least, Jane is not happy about this new development. And and Kay Beacon's like, if it's okay with you, if of course. not, if not, I'll fight fire her. <laughs> but not after, not before I eat all of these donuts. <laughs> so uh, we are back at Rhonda's apartment, and she's there with Matt. And Rhonda's kind of telling Matt what happened the night before mm-hmm. at dinner, and their little mm-hmm. little. <laughs> <laughs> little fight. Mm-hmm. 
And then there's this romantic music coming off, and she's like, look, I don't get it. I called his car phone. I called his work. I paged him. I don't know where he is. And what the heck is this music about? Someone's playing romantic music. She goes to the window, opens it. Oh, baby, I love you. And there's like a boys to men wannabe band all wearing matching vests, by matching the way. Matching vests and white teeth. And then Lawrence is just standing in front of them. Terrence. Who the hell's Lawrence? Oh, shit. Terrence. <laughs> T-Money. T-Money pay big bucks for fake boys to men. And he's just staring up at the window, arms outstretched. Like, Smile on his face, looking up to his love. Like, very godlike. Like, hi. Here's me. <laughs> exactly. Here's me. Come come and get it, baby. <laughs> come on downstairs. And so Rhonda is just beside herself. Oh, my gosh. And she goes down the stairs, and he's singing, and he's like, I just want to be with you. I love you. And Rhonda's like, oh, my gosh, this is a little too soon, don't you think? And that's when he gets down on one knee he's like, and I proposes. Proposes. And he's like, I tell you I loved you, but you'd call me a fool. <laughs> yeah, he had this like little like line that he says. And then she's like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what to say. This is just happening so fast. And he's like, look, I've made a lot of money in my life playing on my instincts and going with my gut. And I'm right about you, Rhonda. Say yes. He was like, I don't need another year. <laughs> I know right now when I saw you in that genie outfit on those slopes, baby, you were meant to be mine. <laughs> And so she says yes. She says yes. Uh, Matt is luring upstairs. Matt's at everyone's biggest events all the time. Yeah, he really is. Matt is the fly on the wall. So they're getting married. We cut over to Jane and uh, Mancini's place. And Sid, they're, like, they're, they're sitting there in the bed like talking about like how Sidney sucks. <laughs> and like Jane smells something. She's like, Oh my god, is she smoking? She walks outside and Sydney's just smoking sitting on the in fucking bed, couch. Just sitting in that couch bed, smoking. And she's like, oh, what, Sid, what are Sid, you? Sid, you cannot smoke in here. Like, oh, I forgot. <laughs> my bad. Can I finish this one? And she's like, no, you can't finish this one. And she's like, look, I'll quit this job if you want, but I'm learning so much from you, Jane. Please let me stay, please. And... Is there any resolution there? Is she just like, all right. I don't think so. I think it just ends on Jane's face, like, just deadpan, like, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that relationship gets very more much worse. <laughs> very more much worse. That's yes. right. Um, so it's the next day, and we are in the courtyard of Melrose Place, and there's a weird guy in a suit kind of just looking at all of the mailboxes. Just and, creeping on them. Yeah, like going through the mail and stuff, and Jake walks over and is like, uh, hey, can I help you please? And he's like, yeah, actually, I'm looking for a girl. Her name is Beth Reynolds from New York. She's my wife. I'm looking for her. Never seen her. Never met her. Keep it moving. Nope. Everybody's lived here for years. Never had anybody move in or move out in a long time. And he's like, hmm. Okay. Well, see you later. I think he's a cop. You do? I think he's like an investigator. 
Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I think Joe, I think he was just, like, because did he ever say that he was her husband? Yeah, he did. Okay. Well, I still think he's some kind of, like, investigative I like that take. Yeah, like, she did something. What if she just totally lied about everything and she's like a bad girl on the lam? That's my prediction. That's a good one. Yeah. Well, that's the end of the episode, guys. That is the end. So, to recap. Billy is jealous when Allison talks to other guys. Rhonda's getting married, y'all. Jake learns poetry. Uh, Joe's hubby. Is hot on the trail. Sydney is on the scene and working for K Beacon. That's it. And Eleanor is going to the ball with Billy. Oh, good old Eleanor. <laughs> God bless her. So a lot of nineties moments happen in this one. Mm-hmm. What you got? Uh I've got the name Eleanor for starters. <laughs> That's apologies like- apologies to anyone listening if your name is Eleanor, but I haven't heard that name. In the 2000s. That's more 1890s than 1990s. Yep. Um, Rhonda's sheets, for sure. It was like the background of Saved by the Bell. (laughs) Just like all the little squiggles and like multicolors. I couldn't even look at the sheets. I was looking at Terrence's body hair. It was really, really bad. Um, Sydney's beret. Oh, that was a great one. That was very 90s. All the smoking that was happening, you just don't see people on screen smoking like that anymore. Yeah, a lot of a lot of smoking indoors, too. That would never play. Yeah. Um, I've got Allison just writing off checks. Yeah, that was my other one. Yeah. Paying bills with checks. You got any more? That's it. Um, when, when Rhonda is getting proposed to, she's wearing this, like... Puka shell fucking necklace. Oh, it's yeah. It's like shark teeth or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That Those were really cool back hella then. Hella 90s. Hella 90s. So, we always end these episodes with a lesson to sort of wrap up everything yeah. that went down. Jenny, what's your lesson? Fairy tales do come true. Okay. Because little Rhonda is being whisked away. Who would have thought an aerobics instructor was going to bag such a rich guy? I mean, she's like, God, all the roses and nightgowns and dresses and trips. I'm like, hell yeah, sign me up. She's your Cinderella That's story. That's the fucking dream. It's a dream. She's living it. Uh, my lesson is don't make plans. Just do it. Just go do it. Yeah. Why not? Like just jump get, on a plane. Terrence, get Terrence, just just propose when she yells at you. And Sydney, just come to town. Be a fashion designer. Do it. Just do it, man. Live your life. Live your life. So this episode's entitled "Single White Sister." I guess a little play on single white female back mm-hmm. in the nineties. Mm-hmm. What would you call it? I'm renaming this episode "Say Yes to the Vests." <laughs> <laughs> I love that title. <laughs> There's so many vests in this one. Oh, it's so good. Say yes to the vest. And all the, the three guys. Yeah, three of them. Trio, there, trio vests. Singing it to her. <laughs> all three vests. Just say yes. Say yes to the vest. 
You think that's my best one? Oh, it's good. It's up there. It's up there. It's up there. Yeah. Uh, mine is In Your Shadow. <laughs> I should have gone after you. Honestly, guys, I didn't write anything down. I just made it up right now. In Your Shadow? Because Jane is, Sydney's living in Jane's shadow. Oh, yeah. Or like, got a donut? <laughs> Do not ask me a question. <laughs> K Beacon's diabetes. <laughs> or uh, sweet tooth. Ooh, that's a good one. Okay, we'll go with all of those. Yep. So. Lots of foreshadowing pre- Predictions. Here. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that are said about... Um, I, there was a line where... Uh, Jane is talking to Michael about Sydney, and she's like, "What? Well, first she wants my job, then she want like, what is she gonna want next? You as my husband?" Oh, she said that. Yes. Oh well, that's happening. Yeah, and it's like that is going like, down. Spoiler alert. <laughs> like that. She will get this. <laughs> like that's exactly what's going to happen. So um, a lot of Michael and Sydney references that. Uh, might be happening down the road. Yeah. And uh, I know that Billy and Allison are going to get together sometime soon. Hoping we get to see them at the ball. Praying that we have a Melrose Place wedding with Rhonda and Terrence. Um, that would be amazing. I'd love them to just like put... I feel like they do do something like that. Like mm. they do it in the courtyard. I don't know. I don't think that was her wedding. Oh. Well, um... I think they just ride off into the sunset. Terrence doesn't seem like a big much of a planner. I think he's just going to be like, Baby. Come on to the... Let's go. Let's go to the we're ocean. We're going to Verona. We're going to get married in Italy. Yep. Uh, so, I think that Joe's husband is going to find her, and that's going to cause some calamity with Joe and Jake. There'll be a rift. Yeah. I predict Michael has his reason to cheat now. With either Kimberly or Sydney. I don't know which comes first. The options are endless. Yep. Um, I think Allison and Billy are going to get together. And I think that Rhonda's days are numbered. We've been saying this for a long time, but it really seems like this is her swan song. It's true. It's true. Well... That is the end of our episode. I hope you enjoyed it. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Melrose Pod. We are on Patreon. We appreciate you guys going there and contributing to our podcast. And thanks you to those who have already. Uh, and we are on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. We really appreciate you guys going to iTunes and reviewing us. This helps us tremendously. This is how we get seen. This is how we get in those lists of top 100 podcasts. We need your help. Help us. Review us. We will read it on the show. Thanks, guys. (laughs)